Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Well, we're kind of loving it now. We got some rain, and boy, things look a, a whole lot greener than they did here a few days ago. Hopefully, everybody got enough rain to get us going a little bit. But boy, I'll tell you, the corn beans really pepped up. The hay fields pepped up. But if you didn't get any... You're not going to get any for the next few days. We'll talk about the rain forecast. Bob and Joe with you here at the shank of the day on wax doing the chores. How much rain did you get over the last couple of days down there at the Welke Land and Cattle Company? An inch and three and a half tenths. Oh, good. Good, good. That's a difference maker. Oh, it really is. Boy, you can really see things green up fast. Yeah, and this corn is... Uh, people have sent me pictures from uh, knee-high corn and... Some of which you can't even see hardly the top of the guy's head in the field. So it's making a difference, and uh, you can bet with temperatures now going forward, much more comfortable, low 80s it looks like, even to upper 70s tomorrow, 75 tomorrow. It's uh, it's going to continue to increase in size, and uh, there's a lot of it out there. Because that crop report, what did they say, 94 million acres of corn last week? Yes, 94 million acres of corn planted in the United States this year. Yeah, kind of caught them by surprise, not near as many soybeans. We'll talk about the crop progress. How's it looking across the country? Of course, this is pretty much before a lot of that rain hit, and uh, we'll take a look at that. Also, we'll take a look at the calendar things coming up. We're getting close to the start of fair season, full speed ahead. Next week, it's the northern Wisconsin State Fair here in the area. So we got a lot to talk about there, and uh, we'll also have some guests in the studio tomorrow, the annual visit of the folks from the Spooner Rodeo. They'll be here, 69th annual Spooner Rodeo. I was here early enough when it used to be called the Heart of the North Rodeo in Spooner, but now it's just the Spooner Rodeo. So uh, I'm sure Dick will be here, and uh, Fankhauser, and some of the uh, royalty from the rodeo uh, those young gals got to be excited about getting up at four o'clock in the morning and come to visit with some <laughs> guy like me but uh we'll get that done too so we got lots going on and uh tomorrow we'll be doing the show and then heading for milwaukee we're gonna take that bus down to the brewers game we talked about here a while back got a full load and hopefully the brewers uh, will do a little better than they did yesterday i thought for sure they were going to win that game 10th inning nobody out or runner on second game tied and couldn't get the job done, so uh, that wasn't good. But we'll take a look at that crop report and also uh, right to repair going into the courts at the request of John Deere. We'll talk more about that, too. 
It's a busy, busy, busy morning. What is it? Wednesday already. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And a quick check of that weather forecast. Cooling off 80 today, partly cloudy. And again, the next chance of rain is until next Tuesday. So from here on out, it's going to be partly cloudy. Temperatures upper 70s to low 80s. Got hay to make or you want to sit and watch the corn grow a little bit more? Should be a good time for that. So again, not much to tell you until next Tuesday when we get more rain. Derek Dahlman is going to be with us as uh, Mike Dandry is still fishing in Minnesota. So we'll check with him. Our weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. They've got a great selection of new Jeeps at ChilsonMotors.com. Again, 80 partly cloudy today, down to 53 overnight. Turn the air conditioners off and enjoy the weather. 68 degrees right now. It's on a Wednesday morning, 68 degrees. 80 today is the high. Partly cloudy, so we'll see some sunshine. Should be in nice weather. That's where we're going to have it for about the next five, six days, seven days maybe. All right, it's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's see what happened on the 4th. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Flight issues aren't going away as Americans begin to head home from the long 4th of July weekend. FlighterWare reports there were more than 4,000 delays in the U.S. on Tuesday. Meantime, more than 450 flights were canceled across the country. A record number of people were expected to travel over this year's holiday period. President Biden is again calling for stricter gun reforms after recent deadly mass shootings. Banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, extensive background checks, they're part of the answer. They'll make a big difference. Biden made the comments Tuesday at an event in Washington, D.C. He also released a statement marking one year since the July 4th parade shooting in Highland Park, Illinois, that left seven people dead. Biden highlighted attacks in Pennsylvania, Texas, and Maryland, which killed at least 10 people in recent days. The president said, we pray for the day when our communities will be free from gun violence, which he noted is tearing our communities apart. The suspected gunman in the mass shooting that left five people dead in Philadelphia was seemingly firing at random people. That's according to police who said on Tuesday that the man will be facing multiple counts of murder. Authorities called Monday's attack unimaginably disgusting and horrifying. He's expected to appear in court today. Monday was the hottest day ever recorded on Earth. Brian Shook has more. That's according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. The average global air temperature two meters above the planet's surface hit 62.62 degrees Fahrenheit on July 3rd. That beats a record from July last year of 62.46 degrees Fahrenheit. I'm Brian Shook. And Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is keeping in line with projections for its opening weekend. The fifth film in the Indiana Jones franchise made $71 million through Monday. It's expected to end up making $82 million through the 4th of July. That's right inside the projections of between 80 and $85 million. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Wow, that's a lot of money for a film. Fireworks last night. Did you uh, go to any fireworks? I did not. I enjoyed the natural fireworks of the lightning and thunder. Yeah, well, there's a lot. Of, but I'll tell you where I am at in Eau Claire here, and my son is home on leave from the Army for a while, and uh, you know, he was in Afghan, Iraq and Afghanistan, and the way those things were going on, I mean, he would, it got his attention. Man, I'm telling you what, that was something to watch. I watching, bet. I mean, because they were, that's the loudest in the neighborhood I've ever seen with I mean, I don't know what these, these sounded like mortars. I mean, these were powerful things going off. Not the real fireworks. I mean, what people were shooting off in their yards and driveways and everything else. It was loud. Well, and I think they've become more accessible to those big fireworks. Yeah, they must have because they were sure blowing a lot of them off last night. And man, oh man, oh man, it was, it was loud. But, uh, and usually it takes three or four days for them to calm down too. So I don't think it's over just because the fourth is over. No, well, some of them probably got rained out, so they got to prolong yeah. their... Uh... <laughs> I think they will. All right, we got weather, we got markets, we got a lot to do. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Pretty nice weather going forward. We got some rain. Hopefully everybody got uh, some rain that'll do some good. Of course, all the rain will do some good, but hopefully you got enough that it does make a difference. Our quick check of the weather brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Save big on remaining new 2022 RVs at Chilson.com. ChilsonRV.com. 
It's like good weather for camping here for the next week or so. 80 today and partly cloudy, 75 tomorrow. Then Friday's 80, 81 on Saturday, 83 on Sunday, 81 on Monday, all partly cloudy. Maybe some rain, it looks like, on Tuesday with a high of 76. 65 in Rice Lake, 68 in Medford this morning, 74 over in Wausau. Marshfield and the Cross at 71, 73 in Green Bay, Madison, Sun Prairie, Milwaukee, 75 this morning. And there are still some scattered, widely scattered rain showers going through the state, but on their way out, 68 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls area. Keeping it rural, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And the market's all reopening today. Usually on a holiday, they like the Board of Trade, things like that will open at night, but uh, not this time. They'll open up uh, later on this morning, and it's been limited trade since uh, really last Friday. So, Jill, uh, let's take a look at... Uh, the latest we have as far as the cash livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 170 to 181 with mixed at 134 to 169. Choice fed beef heifers are 170 to 182 with mixed at 92 to 169. Choice fed Holstein steers are 148 to 159 with select and silage fed steers 115 to 147. Cows are 80 to a dollar with a top of 126. Bulls are 111 to 125. Butcher hogs are 56 to 105 with sows at 32 to 36. Boars at 12 to 19. New crop market lambs are 170 to 202 with feeder lambs at 90 to 180. Ewes are 47 to 150. Small goats are 5 to 150. Medium goats are 130 to 255. Large goats are 180 to 400 and nanny goats are 10 to 300. All right, let's take a look at what happened Monday at the Mercantile Exchange. At the close, live cattle were lower, feeder cattle were higher, and hogs were higher. August, live cattle, 176.82, that was down 35 on Monday. October, 179.32, down 22. December, down a dime at 183.42. And February, cattle down 2 cents, 186.92. August feeder cattle 247.90 up 32. September 251.37 up 55. October at 253.15. That was up 62 cents. November at 253.22 up 57. And January at 251.37. That was up 62. Hogs were also higher. July hogs closed on Monday 97.82 up 217. August at 94.32. That's up 172. October at 79.60, up 122. And December at 75.60, that was up 45. The Board of Trade, again, reopening this morning, but uh, the last trade at the end on Tuesday, on Monday, rather, December corn is sitting at 493. I mean, these market prices are not good right now for everything but livestock. Corn, that was down a penny Monday, 493. The oats down two at 405. December wheat down a dime at six fifty eight. November soybeans were up ten cents, but only at thirteen fifty three. And meal for December down seventy cents a ton at three ninety six sixty. Barrel cheese on Monday down two and a quarter, one thirty two and a quarter. Blocks did go up five and three quarters, one thirty nine and a quarter. Butter up two and three quarters to two forty six and three quarters. Class three down again on Monday. July down three at fourteen fifteen. August down six at fourteen eighty, and we've got September now below sixteen dollars, down fourteen cents to fifteen eighty eight. October down twelve at sixteen eighty. November down nine at seventeen forty five. And we're going to see if we can find a little bit better news. <laughs> Maybe the weather cooling off, partly cloudy. Going to give you a chance to make some hay. Whatever you need to do. It's 11 minutes after 5 at WAC. 68 degrees right now. It's time for our ProVision Partners program. And it's the day after the 4th of July. And I caught up with Jake Reith. He's sales agronomist for ProVision Partners. My first question out the gate. The corn that you've been around, is it knee-high yet? Yes, that corn uh, in, in this part of geography, I would say is over knee-high now for the 4th of July. Um, especially with the tough planting conditions and, and how dry it's been this year. We've seen some emergence issues, but for the for the most part, yes, most of that corn is knee-high this year. But we're still taking care of that corn and talking side dressings. Do we have those all on? Yep, so side dressing some nitrogen on that corn crop. Uh, we're kind of getting more towards the tail end of things now. 
Uh, we've been out side dressing urea on that corn crop, or the, if the farmers have a toolbar or a wide drop system, you know, applying that liquid UAN to that corn, you know, getting that nitrogen on that crop to hit them desired goals that we've been looking for. And we're going to turn our thoughts to second crop. How's that looking out yep. there? So farmers are getting close to that period of time here. We're going to be making that second crop forage. Um, you know, over the over the years, we've always talked about, uh, you know, that quality of feed, you know, proper length of cut, along with, you know, harvesting at that correct moisture. But one thing that we kind of haven't talked a lot about would be um, leaf retention. And leaf retention is simply just kind of keeping all, or keeping as many leaves on that alfalfa plant as possible. Um, by doing that, you know, we're going we're gonna to have better quality feed and more tonnage. Some ways that uh, we could go about keeping better leaf retention, you know, the one way would be mechanically, making sure our equipment is set up correctly. We're not knocking the leaves off when we're going through cutting and harvesting and, and that kind of thing. And then from an agronomic standpoint, um, applying a fungicide. Purpose of a fungicide, you know, would be to protect the uh, the leaf tissue, um, and by doing that as well, it allows that plant to respirate a little bit more effectively, um, can breathe, and uh, keeps that plant healthy. And then by doing all of that, that's a combination for you know better quality feed and more tons. Stepping into like when to apply that fungicide. So we're a little late here for the second crop because guys are going to be out there harvesting right now. Now we're going to plan for this next cutting, this third cutting here. And you're going to go out there about 14 days or so after we make this cutting. You're going to spray that fungicide on there. We're going to protect that lower canopy of the alfalfa crop. It helps to give it a little boost to get it going. So by using that fungicide, you'll retain some of that leaf tissue and have better quality feed and tonnage for the cattle. Now we've talked corn. We've talked alfalfa. Let's turn the page and talk soybeans. What are they growing into right now? Soybeans, it's kind of crazy that um, for what we've been dealing with this spring here, you know, the emergence issue has been all over the board. You know, I've, I've just walked some fields here the other day, and I've still seen some soybeans coming up out of the ground. It's crazy that I think that that's what it's like. But for the most part, um, soybeans are all based off of that sunlight uh, time period here, and they're going to start going into that reproduction mode, um, so begin to flower. During that time period here of flowering, um, the plant is more susceptible to, you know, being affected by diseases. So some things that we can do to uh, protect, you know, the flowers from the, them diseases um, would be to spray a fungicide. Protecting them with a fungicide, you know, will keep them open sores on them plants, kind of, you know, keep them healthier. Um, and then the same concept of like the alfalfa, you know, keeps the plant healthier, better utilization of water, can allow it to breathe better and stuff like that. So that fungicide, you know, is a very important thing to do. Um, and then especially, you know, you'd be looking when we get to that R1 to R3 time period, we're going to be wanting to apply that fungicide in between this time period here. Um, but based off of, you know, individual field history, you know, if you have severe disease pressure, a farmer might want to be looking at applying, you know, early on here at that R1 time period at these first flowers, and then following up with the second application, you know, closer to R3, just to give it some overlaying um, residual effects and protect that crop. Well, that's a great update with our crops for this Wednesday morning with Jake Reith, sales agronomist for ProVision Partners, and I'm Jill Welke. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Yeah, with this uh, weather we've got now, it's changing the crops, that's for sure. But uh, how good do they look as far as the condition of the crops around Wisconsin and around the country? Crop report uh, came out, but again, that doesn't take into account the weather the last day or so. But we'll take a look and see where the crops are right here on Wax as we take a look at our farm news. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Again, that crop report that came out last Friday uh, surprised, I won't say shocked, surprised a lot of people with 94 million acres to corn and 83.5 million acres, a little more than they expected for corn, not as many soybean acres. But uh, what do those crops look like now, Jill? Well, with some widespread rains across the country over the past week, the condition of the corn crop has improved, according to this week's crop progress report, but only by 1%. It's now rated 51% good to excellent, 
down 14% from a year ago on the 1st of July and the worst crop rating for this time of the year since 2012. The corn in Illinois, one of the driest states in the Corn Belt, is rated at just 36% good to excellent this week. The condition of the soybean crop fell 1% over the past week to just 50% good to excellent, down 13% from the rating of a year ago. The beans in Illinois this week are rated 30% good to excellent. Winter wheat is also below average across the country with a rating of just 40% good to excellent this week. And here in Wisconsin, the rating for corn crop is well below the national average at just 44% good to excellent, but that's up 2% from last week. The soybeans aren't that good with a good to excellent rating of just 40% good to excellent, down 5% from a week ago. This week's report also shows the condition of the oat crop was up 4% this week to 49% good to excellent, while the winter wheat condition jumped 10% to 59% good to excellent. State farmers also reported they're a little ahead of their normal pace for making hay, as we now have put up about 44% of their second crop. The ratings for topsoil moisture remain dry, as it now is just 20 26% adequate with no surplus moisture as farmers report moisture in their fields as 42% short and 32% very short. And hopefully we've caught up with some of that here in the last uh, day or two. Thank you, Jill. And coming up, we're going to hear about a guy that got into the cheese business by accident, and now he's shipping baked cheese products around the country. We'll hear what that's all about next, right here on Wax. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. You know, we're fresh off of all of our June dairy celebrations across the state of Wisconsin. They kind of consume us, right? Fabulous farm by Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And part of the goal of all those educational opportunities is to inspire other people to want to be involved in our dairy industry. And they come from all walks of life. Take, for example, our guest today, Josh Tuzinski. Now, Josh did not grow up in agriculture, no knowledge about our dairy industry, and yet today he's building a business that could be a major conduit for Wisconsin specialty cheese into other markets outside our state, outside our borders. And he comes at it with literally no knowledge about the industry. I guess starting off, I'm a floor installer by trade. I've had a flooring business for the last 20 plus years, uh, own and manage that. And that's really my expertise lies. It is certainly not in cheese. In fact, I probably the, the greenest guy out there when it comes to cheese in Wisconsin. So take me on this journey. And literally it was kind of a journey. You're going to Colorado to do some flooring, meet a guy on a plane. How many stories start like that? Found, met a guy on a plane. Now tell me about that. Yeah, so the setting is uh, Avon, Colorado. We had just wrapped up a project out there, a hotel, and uh, on the travel ride back, uh, sitting next to a guy, what do you do, what do you do? And uh, what he was doing was shipping cheese to Colorado, uh, setting up a farmer's market stand, and just loving life. Um, Not a full 40-hour work week, just a couple days, and uh, it was really intriguing to me. Um, At the time, I was somewhat still in love with my career, but kept it open for what could be in the future. Well, that was five years later. I decided to revisit this this scenario, this this run into with a guy on the plane, and um, reached out to him. And uh, he uh, very thoughtfully took the time and ran through his business model with me. And uh, yeah, I spent the next two weeks seeing if I could make it happen for myself. And um, yeah, reached out to some cheese manufacturers, started doing my due diligence on, you know, what are the cheeses that, you know, maybe the people from Colorado or other areas outside of Wisconsin haven't seen. And um, that's when I stumbled upon this baked cheese product that that, that you see today, the Big Moo. Um, the, it was not called the Big Moo when I stumbled upon. It was, uh, in fact, uh, the cheese that they sell up at the farmer's market here in, in Madison. And uh, the name was Bernusto. And I reached out to the owners of the Bernusto product, Carl and Mary, and they were very inviting, telling me their story, um, how they'd love to get rid of some more of this cheese, sell it. It's just been a great, great product for them. And um, yeah, uh, fast forward a couple of years, and that's when the big move was born. Um, with that, uh, with that project, I knew I needed some help, and that's why I reached out to. Uh, a friend, a dad of the 
of a friend of my son's and uh, reached out to him and he was like, I'd love to help you with this project. And uh, his name is Mike Harris. And together we've been running the big move for the last two years and having a lot of fun with it. You know, and I said to Josh, one of the things I'm intrigued about with Big Moo is here in Wisconsin, we think we've got all the answers on cheese. We're so accustomed to it. And you've kind of gotten a whole different sense of the respect, uh, the desire outside of Wisconsin for our specialty cheeses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, whether it's specialty cheese or even what we think of as commodity cheese and the cheese curds, reaching out to individuals to try to, you know, make the sale of our product and they you start talking about other stuff too and like they haven't even heard of the cheese curd which is just amazing um you know i think here in wisconsin we treat specialty cheese and all cheeses almost like a commodity and that's just not the case there's just so many neat cheeses here in wisconsin that still need their story to be told out in the u.s so right now big moo is kind of the bread cheese that you mentioned which has some unique uh, qualities unique characteristics tell me how your business model has evolved josh you had that one good idea from a guy in Colorado. What is Big Moo doing today? So the Big Moo, the, the premise of the Big Moo and, and why or how we think we can stand out um, in a crowded place is standout branding. Um, if you look in a cheese aisle, it's it's relatively the same, orange, tan, black. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to hit it from a different angle um, just with these bold, vibrant colors that we would see on the packaging. Um, education is a big part of this product. So letting consumers know it's a product that has to be heated up before it's consumed um that it's a product you can use it as an appetizer you can use it as your main dish stuff like that and so we want to make sure that that was all set on the packaging because that really hasn't been done yet Mm -hmm. boy and it's rewarded you well again as i said in wisconsin we think we've got a very mature market you're finding a lot of people very interested in this Yes, absolutely. Um, it's something that we couldn't do on our own. It, uh, we had a lot of help from um, some great Wisconsin businesses. Obviously, uh, Department of Ag Trade Consumer Protection was, was integral. Uh, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin has been great. Uh, Center for Dairy Research as well when it came to flavoring. And, and what they're the ones who brought this product to Wisconsin. So it was nice to be able to work with some of those gentlemen who brought it here and are still working on it and want to see, see this thing succeed. So you know, between those three companies, and we just had um, – just some great people helping us from employees to contractors, um, taking this thing from zero, zero retail stores to 5,000 retail stores in a matter of a year. Um, we have some international, international sales happening with uh, the Middle East, South Korea, Mexico, and uh, we hope to expand that as well. Well, and even, even as you're involved in the industry, you're learning more about the dairy industry. Tell them about being a winner at a cheese competition and getting your first visual on how important Wisconsin's specialty cheese industry is. Yes, I mean, absolutely. Uh, you know, getting back to how green I am and my partner are, you know, this Norm Munson over at uh, Department of Ag Trade Consumer Protection had reached out and said, hey, you guys, uh, you know, you guys had won this award for, for uh, two first place awards for your cheese. You should probably be present down in Milwaukee to accept these awards. So, um, so we went. And uh, not really knowing what all the World Cheese Championships were, Mike and I were a little unprepared. Um, so to say the least, instead of uh, hanging out at the convention and seeing all these wonderful booths, we spent the time really preparing, making sure we were dressed and looked the part um, so we could fit into this great event. Yeah, and let's talk a little bit more about the, I guess we'd say, evolution of knowledge for you. We mentioned some of our key players Center for Dairy Research, Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection, Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Tell me a little bit more, Josh, about what you've learned about Wisconsin's dairy industry since you put your big toe in. You know, really the biggest thing that I learned is how special our cheese is here in Wisconsin. It is not like what you see from a California producer um, or even someplace overseas. And as a state, we're doing a fantastic job with telling that story. We're using a lot of our resources for good and making sure that we are marketed as a premium product and not just any other commodity. Um, It was really... It was really interesting to learn that a large percentage of our cheese in the next 20, 25 years is going to be used, uh, is actually going to be exported outside of the state. Um, so that was something really interesting, I'd say, that, uh, that I've learned along the way. And again, very interesting business he's gotten into. Josh Tuzinski, the Big Moo Cheese, big cheese product. And, you know, it's not production. As far as I'm concerned, production or supply is distribution. You know, how do we get it to people that want it? Because there are a lot of people that want 
Wisconsin cheese. All right, we're going to get to the markets. They uh, were open Monday. They'll be reopened again today. We'll talk to Travis over there at Premier Livestock next, right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Everything is reopened now following the 4th of July. That means Premier Livestock and Withy. Travis Park joins us. Travis, you're down in Mondovi country. How wild was the uh, the rain and the fireworks over the last day or two down there? Well, we got we got rain. Uh, we definitely needed it down here where I live south of Mondovi. But, uh, yeah, last night it looked like the first showers came through and going to miss us. Uh, the Mondovi side of the hill got it, and the Gilmanton side didn't. And then later on, uh, she comes through, and we got a nice shower last night. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, How and the fire, fireworks were canceled, so... Oh boy! Well, there, I bet there was still enough noise from the uh, from the locals, wasn't there? Blowing no, off, blowing off motors. Of, there's always, yeah, there's always a lot of, a lot of noise from the locals around <laughs> down here. <laughs> well said. Hey, what's going on? We're reopening the market today after the Fourth of July. Get us caught up. All right, we are back open again, uh, Bob. Uh, this is the way the livestock sold, uh, everybody. Uh, good morning. And uh, on Monday here at uh, Premier Livestock, uh, we sold 1,134 head on Monday. Our high-yielding cows, 101 to 115. We did top at 124. Most of our market cows did trade from 82 to a dollar. And the low-yielding cows, 81 and down. Uh, the certified organic cattle on Monday, the high-yielding cows, 130 to 158. Low-yielding cows, uh, 129 and down. Into the fed cattle market, pretty steady market uh, on the fed cattle. The high choice and prime Holstein steers, uh, 147 to 160. We topped at 164. Low choice and select Holstein steers, 135 to 146. With the choice beef steers and heifers, 160 to 173. And the low choice and select beef steers and heifers, all trading 159 and down. Choice beef uh, cross steers uh, trading 147 to 165. The bull market remained pretty steady again this week. So far, uh, the high-yielding bulls, 105 to 124. The planter quality bulls, 104 and down. Baby calf market, uh, steady, uh, steady to the end of the uh, past week. Uh, most of the Holstein bull calves on Monday did trade from 175 to 300. We topped at 340. Holstein heifer calves, single birth, uh, from 30 to 190. Quality beef uh, black cross calves, 300 to 550. We did top at 600 on them uh, black calves. And the light and off quality calves pretty much traded from 100 and down. Uh, today we start off this morning at 9:30 selling uh, selling our hay sale. Then at 11 o'clock we go to the dairy sale. We do have one uh, pre-consigned herd of Jersey cows, uh, 50 of them tie stall cows. Um, some more individual information on the website uh, on that herd of Jersey cows. Uh, just a couple dates to put in mind here. The horse sale here at Premier Livestock will be on July the 14th. And our next machinery sale is on August the 25th. So if you have machinery, the lot is open. Uh, models will start bringing it in before, uh, before the lot gets full again. So, um, we'll find out what that market's going to do today. Uh, looks to be pretty steady. Uh, the early call is. So, uh, we'll hope to see everybody at the hay sale at 930 and their sale at 11. Uh, tomorrow we'll finish up the week starting with our sheep and goats at 11 o'clock and then finish up with the calves and the cows. So, other than that, Bob, uh, that's all I got for you this morning. Uh, we'll get back tomorrow morning with uh, what happens today. So that horse sale, drivers, riders, drafts, everything? Uh, a little bit of everything. Okay. Uh, mostly be drivers, though. It's okay. uh, kind of what we do there. So, But yep. mostly, mostly drivers. Very good. Thank you, sir. Talk to you in the morning. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you. There he goes. Travis Parr with Premier Livestock in Withy. We'll get an update on our weather. going to be a little different. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. 26 minutes before 6 o'clock. What's the weather going to be? A little bit different we've had the last few days. Derek Dahlman's over in the Skywarn 13 weather room as our weather brought to you by Christensen Sales of Abbotsford. Morning, Derek. Good morning, Bob. What do you got, Mike? Still fishing up in, where'd he go? Up in Minnesota someplace? No, he's honeymooning down in Mexico. Wow, I thought he told me he was going to Minnesota fishing over the weekend. That liar. I know. He must have not want you to know that. But, yeah, he's down in Mexico. Well, good for him. Congratulations. I I thought he was already... Well, he's married, isn't he? Now he just took the honeymoon? Yeah, his wife's a teacher, so they oh. waited until summer break, and I oh, actually just them. got back from a two-week trip to Alaska. So, Oh, did you take a, what, a holiday vacation trip? I did, yep. So it was a highlight for you? Uh, all the wildlife I saw. I saw everything from caribou to black bear to grizzly bears to moose to dull sheep up in the mountains. And the big question, What's did, th- did you see the mountain, Denali? 
I did. Good Actually, both 85 miles out from the park and in the park on the way in and also on the way out. So I'm in the 30% club. Isn't that a spectacular sight to see? Oh, it was breathtaking. I took so many pictures of it. Yep. You'll put that on your screensaver and everything else. Yep. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what the weather was like in Alaska, but it looks like our weather is changing. And boy, some much-needed area-wide rain over the last day or two, too. Uh, yeah, just look at the 12-hour Doppler radar estimate, or estimates. It looks like most places saw at least a half inch to uh, near two inches in some places, but we are going to start to dry out here for today. Now that our cold front is departing off to the south and east, that is going to give way to increasing sunshine. It still won't rule out a few showers this morning, but overall it does look to be trending drier. Those high temperatures near average into the upper 70s and low 80s. We are going to have breezy northwest winds as well for tonight mostly clear lows dip down into the low and mid 50s and heading into tomorrow it is going to be beautiful plenty of sunshine highs into the mid 70s before we do warm back to around 80 on friday that will come with a mix of sun and clouds right now in eau claire it's currently 68 degrees i'm skywarn 13 meteorologist Derek dolman now you a sourdough now that you've been up there a little bit I actually never had any sourdough while we were up there. Oh. I've actually never had it in my life. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, you're missing a lot. Did you go hunting for gold? I did. Uh, between my wife and I, we had $48. Whoa, good. What'd you do with it? You gave it, made it into a necklace for her, didn't you? No, we actually, uh, so they had a magnet that goes on your fridge. It's a gold pan, and then you get this little keepsake, and it has $18 of our gold in it, and then the rest is in a film container. Oh, I'm surprised you didn't give it to her for a present now i'm considering that my emergency fund <laughs> <laughs> all right well don't count on too much of an emergency right. that. thanks Derek. yep no problem there you go Derek dolman over there at skywarn 13 all right we've got morgan coming up we're going to get a hold of our news as we look at our weather and news and markets on wax the crack of dawn never sounded so good wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report 22 minutes before 6 o'clock, Christensen Sales bringing us our look at the news this morning with Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. And you look awfully spry for the way you celebrate holidays. Hey, not anymore. <laughs> uh, maybe back in the day, but I'm more of a sparkler than a bottle cap these days, well, let me tell, tell you. you what, but as I was saying earlier, I don't remember a, a louder 4th of July, at least around my house. I mean, they... It was like they had mortars they're blowing off. It was unbelievable. Well, I think louder and longer because of yeah. the way it fell on the calendar. So many people started, I mean, heck, yeah. Friday in some places. So it's been an extended indeed. Did and you it, have fun just, with the oohs in the ahs? Oh, boy. I didn't go to the fire. I mean, just sitting at home watching fireworks in the neighborhood, and listening to the people lighting off mortars. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there must be holes in some people's driveways. You're going to have to go do some sweep up this morning, right? Well, I, I'll bet it's not done yet. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll have more to blow off before the week is over. But in the meantime, what else is happening? Well, we have headlines, and we can start with those in our area. Good morning. Starting in the courts, we see a push for a new trial in one of the Chippewa Falls' most famous murder cases. Ezra McCandless was back in court, fighting to get her life sentence overturned. McCandless stabbed her ex-boyfriend, Alex Woodworth, 16 times in 2019, and she was convicted in 2020, sentenced to life behind bars. McCandless's attorneys now say there's evidence that she was abused and that the evidence was never admitted to trial. The judge in the case isn't expected to rule on the request until November. Taking a trip to another part of our state, we go to Dodge County. No reports of injuries or spills, but there was a Canadian Pacific train that derailed in Dodge County yesterday. The sheriff's office says 29 cars jumped the tracks just outside of Reeseville. Canadian Pacific says the cars were carrying wheat, seed, and bentonite clay. The sheriff there, Dale Schmidt, said the scene was a mess but could have been a lot worse. Now they work not just to clean that up but to find a cause for the derailment in the first place. Meanwhile, on the tracks here, Cinder City could have more stops. There are plans to bring more bus stops to Altoona. Eau Claire Transit managers say they want to expand the schedule there. The bus does go to a downtown transfer station and then Woodman's and downtown Altoona and back. The new plan would include stops at Hillcrest Estates Mobile Home Park and another at River Prairie Park. What the hope would be to open doors on that by next year. And with those hot and steamy summer temps, maybe you've been uh, reaching for a fan, a cold one, or, well, the bikini. It's time. 
National Invented Bikini in 1946 Day. by a French designer, scandalous and risque back in the day, but all that changed with a few celebs. In 1950, Bridget Bardot wore a bikini on the beach in France because she could. Ursula Andress wore one in the 1962 film Dr. No. Then there was Raquel Welsh in 1966, but hers was made of fur. Then the 70s, Princess Leia and the gold bikini in Star Wars. I'm Bree Tennis, NBC News Radio. And I don't see a coconut bra on Bob, but we better go back to the bar and there's uh, usually more bibs than bikinis happening with chores, right? And your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. You know, I was just a kid when that Dr. No came out and to see Ursula Anders, who's gorgeous, yeah. in that bikini... Oh, my goodness me. I'd never seen anything like that before. You still kicked your heels when she was oh, talking about it for us. Oh, yeah, man. there it's you go. A, yeah, I tell you. It's, it's a good a childhood little, memory. It's a little things in life. <laughs> that's a little up top. Well, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, Morgan. Anytime, Bob. All right, Morgan McCarthy in the newsroom. Yeah, the good old days. All right, what time we got? We got about 18 minutes before 6 o'clock. We got more farm news. We'll get to uh, Jerry Fitzgerald in the markets. Uh, we're not done yet. We've got 68 degrees and going to about 80 today. Much more pleasant temperatures. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we'll get to the markets with Mr. Fitzgerald here in, oh, in about five, six minutes, something like that. And uh, we've got more farm news, though, because we've got uh, the Long Green Line going to be in court. Jill, they want to be in court. What's that all about? Well, it looks like a busy month for John Deere in the courtroom after the right to repair issue. The company has asked the U.S. District Court in Central Illinois to make a decision in July on the facts already presented before the trial can be held, according to a report in on DTN, the Data Transmission Network, more than 17 farmers have filed a class action lawsuit in many states charging that Deere and Company violated the Sherman Antitrust Act. They also want damages for paying for repairs for from John Deere dealers beginning on January 12, 2018 to the present. Company spokesperson claimed that since farmers don't buy equipment directly from Deere, but rather their distributors, the farmer plaintiffs don't have a standing to receive damages. And don't forget, there's still time to send your nominations for the FSA office to the FSA office for farmers and ranchers to serve in their local commu- county committees. The U.S. Department of Ag, USDA, is accepting nominations for county committee members for elections that will occur later this year. All nomination forms for the 2023 election must be postmarked or received in the local FSA office by August 1st, 2023. And uh, once again, we've got... Oh, our uh, rainfall reporters. Have you talked about them yet? I didn't get a chance to on Monday. Well, let me take one of them here. Greg Coldenberger, the Coldenberger's brothers over in Loyal, Greg and Dan. They got 2.42 inches of rain. The high was 88 on the 2nd, 3rd, 22nd, and 23rd of June. The low was 43 on the 9th and the 11th. Corn, when they sent this in, which was on Sunday, 4 feet tall, but I bet it's a little taller than that now with the moisture. Beans and new seeding alfalfa are coming along slowly, but definitely looking better after the latest rainfall. And boy, I think the beans have responded more than the corn. The corn looks wonderful. Bright green, dark green, and standing straight now. Some of it was Getting look like pineapple plants. But also the Coleman Burgers boy, Coleman's Burgers boy, said second crop is ready to cut and looks better than the first crop. So that's from over in Loyal. Again, 2.42 inches for June. And we also heard from Dennis Will from Colby. For June's, he, we had nine days of measurable rain and two days with a trace. But it only added up to a little more than two inches. Corn, for the most part, looks good and is over knee high, but the neighbors direct planted into a field is drying up. The oats is looking is going to be light and short. Pastures have stopped growing, but they should have taken off a little bit with this last rain, hopefully. Oh, yeah, I think this weekend, uh, you know, it's all before the weekend rain of last night and a little bit before that. So hopefully it's looking better and a little less pressure with these temperatures won't be so hot. 80 degrees today, partly cloudy. It's 68 right now. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Once again, we've got 68 degrees, looking for 80 for the high today. And on the calendar, coming up, rodeo. And this is the one of the big ones in our area. 
The Spooner Rodeo has been going on for 69 years, and it's coming up this weekend, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. going to be a lot of things going on all weekend long. So, again, and the rodeo folks will be in here tomorrow morning, so we'll talk more about that when they get in the studio tomorrow morning. But the Spooner Rodeo is this weekend always a good one. Jill, what else is going on here in the near future? And on Friday, in Turtle Lake, the Wisconsin Horse Pullers Association is having a horse pull starting at 6 p.m. at the grounds. On July 7th and 8th, that's uh, Friday and Saturday, the Olsen Tractor Restoration is having their 5th Annual Antique Tractor Show and Farm Toy Show. And I'm going to shuffle some papers here, but um, July, the 7th through the 9th, so that's Friday through Sunday, the Blue Hills Fest in Bruce is at Village Park, Friday from 4 to 10, Saturday 7 till 10, and Sunday 9 till 4.30. Baseball, cornhole, bands, food, crafts, sounds like a party up there. And the Midwest Horse Pulling Association is having a pull in Boyceville at the Joe and Carla Johnson's on Saturday, July 8th at 1 o'clock. And that's about what I have for that. And then next week we'll get full speed ahead. I mean, the closest fair I think this week is down in Marquette County, so nothing really close. And uh, next week, of course, it's the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in uh, Chippewa Falls. And, of course, the new buildings will be on display for the livestock and for the exhibits. So it should be a, a fun time at the Northern Wisconsin State Fair next week. So, uh, again, we're, June Dairy Month is behind us. And, again, we certainly want to say thanks to all the folks that uh, were with us during June Dairy Month. Again, we want to thank Marika Gouda, the House of Gouda here in Eau Claire, Marika Gouda in Thorpe. Colby Chrysler, the good folks over there. If you're looking for a Chrysler, Colby Chrysler in central Wisconsin. Stockman's Farm Supply in Osseo. Alliance Bank. Bluff Country Feed and Seed. Arcadia Farm and Home. Tractor Central. Also the folks at Security Financial Bank. We've got the Wisconsin Farmers Union and Egg Country Farm Credit Services. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's get to it. Sale barns are reopening following the 4th of July. Jerry Fitzgerald is with us. Morning, Jerry. Did you have a good 4th? Well, Bob, good morning to you. Yeah, we did. Didn't do a whole lot of stuff. Well, did a lot of stuff around the whole, around the house here, mowed the lawn, and kind of hoping for rain today. But uh, the folks in Wood County that are listening to us, you're getting some rain here. I'm watching the radar. I'm hoping it sneaks up here in Marathon County, but... Uh, yeah, just uh, we're hoping for some cooler weather because that, that 90 degree stuff, enough of that for a while. Yeah, that gets old in a hurry, that's for sure. But the crops like it if they got moisture in just the 80s or low 80s the next few days. Hey, I know uh, it's closed yesterday, but what happened Monday? Yeah, we'll tell the folks about that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And this will be a summary for the auction that we did here at Equity Stratford on Monday. We'll start out with a cow market, fully steady cow, cow market on Monday. High-yielding, fleshy, Holstein, and beef cows on Monday's auction. We're selling from 103 to 120, topping at 121. Uh, most of the cows on Monday's auction selling between uh, 80 and 102. Thinner cows, light carcass cows, 75 and below. On the bull trade, a light test on the bulls on Monday. Most of the bulls are selling, though, from 112 to 120. Lighter weight bulls, 108 and below. On the calf market, um, Monday's auction, good quality Holstein bull calves from 150 up to a top of 295. Now, these are the Holstein bull calves. Heifer calves, 50 to 145. Beef calves continue to be very, very strong, 300 to 600, up to 630. That was on Monday, of course. We are at Wednesday. We'll get underway bright and early this morning here around 10 o'clock here. A busy marketing day here today at Stratford. Well, of course, full marketing day, including market cows. I will sell their fed cattle today. We'll give you an update on those tomorrow. Also, sheep, hogs, and goats this morning, baby calves. Feeder cattle sale today will be at 1230. Folks, we do have a very nice lineup of feeder cattle. Also, for you folks in the beef business, a large consignment of black Angus cows. Uh, most of those are going to be uh, from three-year-olds all the way up to the mature cows. So if you're in the beef business looking for some good quality black Angus, we'll have those today. That will be at 1230. And then, of course, tomorrow uh, our auction does start at 11 for marketing day also here. Um, on Thursday, and our next hay auction will be next Tuesday, along with our next dairy auction. We get back to a full four-day schedule next week. So, Bob, that's what I have for the folks, and uh, I know you guys are going to uh, the Brewer game tomorrow. I don't yep. know. I didn't follow up on this, but what was the uh, Cubs manager upset about? They closed the roof yesterday. What was that all about? I don't know. I wasn't watching that closely. I had other things to do that 
I don't know. I don't know what the deal was, but uh, he well, shouldn't complain too much. He won the game, so that's all. Yeah, that well, that was. Uh, it was. Uh, they've had big crowds. I think it was like yep. forty some thousand. Yep. Yeah. Well, anyway, we'll uh, Bob. You have a good day. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning. We'll be here, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at Stratford. And the folks at Synergy Co-op in Ridgeland bringing us the markets again. We'll be reopening uh, Monday. The markets close corn December four ninety three. The oats four hundred five. Wheat six fifty eight. Soybeans for November thirteen fifty three. And meal down seventy cents at three ninety six sixty. And looking at the country elevator prices moving forward, Jill, where do we start? Northside Elevator Loyal Location corns at four ninety nine with soybeans at fourteen seventy five. In Arcadia corns at four ninety nine with soybeans at fifteen oh eight. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls and Connersville location, corns at four ninety seven with soybeans at fourteen seventy five. And on the DTM screen again, looking at uh, prices here that are lower than we've been used to the last uh, period of time. Today at Golden Plump, five twenty a bushel. At Baldwin, Durand corn is at four fifty two. The beans uh, fourteen fifty five at Durand. Mondovi four fifty two on the corn, fourteen sixty five on the beans. At Elmwood, four sixty-two on the corn, fourteen fifty-five on the beans. At Fall Creek, the corn is four forty-two, the beans fourteen forty-five. In Osseo, four sixty-two and fourteen sixty. Out at Elk Mound, the corn's four ninety-five, beans fourteen seventy. Down at uh, Melrose Farm Service in Sparta, corn today five oh seven, beans fourteen ninety-five. At Ellsworth, four forty-two and fourteen thirty-five. Ethanol plants, Boyceville, 517, Stanley, 492, New Auburn, 487. Barrel cheese on Monday down two and a quarter, 132 and a quarter. The blocks, 139 and a quarter. Butter up two and three quarters, 246 and three quarters. Class three down Monday, July, 1415, August, 1480, down six. September, 1588, down 14. October, 1680, down 12. And November, 1745, down 9. Well, the weather's better than the markets. Partly cloudy today, high about 80. 75 tomorrow, it's 68 right now as we're into July. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadar. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.